Much earlier on, I think it was during my my first conversation this morning, um, I said that a question that is often raised is whether the, the youth of today value what the youth of 1976 stood for. Do the youth of today strive for quality in basic and higher education as the youth of 1976 also stood up against what they thought to be inequalities in education? And what lessons can be learned from the youth of 19? 76. Joining us to discuss this further is Ms. Dotsi Memela. She's Chief Executive Officer of Edge Alone and she's also a former activist. Ms. Memela, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. It's a privilege to be here. Now, does the youth of today value what the youth of uh, your generation stood for? Should it? I'm not sure if it should. Because the one thing that is important for us to remember is that We all live through different eras, Mm. through different times, go through different experiences, and we need to understand that. Mm. That uh, during our time, we may have had challenges in terms of wanting to take on the struggle to fight against apartheid. They don't have those struggles, but they do have different struggles. Uh, And we need to understand that that and give them that space for them to take on their own struggle to struggle the struggle against HIV and AIDS mm. which is a different struggle but still the struggle the struggle with regards to the issue of education continues to be a plague. And I guess you're quite right that the struggles are different, the challenges are different, but should today's youth value the tenacity with which your generation stood up for yourselves? I think tenacity is important. It doesn't matter which generation we are in because whatever the challenges are, we need to make sure that we're strong enough to be able to stand up and to be able to, 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 to... to get to stro- to strengthen our core, but also to make sure that we can take up the challenge because challenges are a, a, a nature of life. It's mm. what the universe gives us. Mm. And the key is to be able to stand up and be able to get on and do what you're supposed to do mm. and not feel sorry for mm. yourself. You're quite right. I think uh, I, I agree with you that challenges are, are what nature gives us as a way of sharpening us. Uh, and I apologize, uh, sharpening us and making us better people. How is the youth of 1976 better given the challenges that you had to deal with? I suppose many of us um, that were young at the time, we knew. I mean, sometimes when I look back and I, I, I find my teenagers being cheeky, I think, oh, my goodness, but I did more at the time. <laughs> I was able to take up, uh, take up arms and take on the struggle and say it will not happen in my lifetime. Mm. And I'm doing it for the millions. I'm not doing it for myself only. Even though the youth of today, they have a tendency to think self. I was going to say that you had that broadness of mind to realize that it's not about yourself, but about the the greater good. Exactly. But I I, I think it's because of what we were given at the time, because Mm. we didn't have many choices. They have a whole lot of choices. Uh, Well, not all of them, but some kids have a lot of choices. We didn't have a lot of choices because we knew. I mean, I remember when I was growing up that my mother always said, the only thing that can take you out of poverty is education. Mm. Education and nothing else. And even today, I still believe that. And even when people are going through difficult times, I continue to encourage young people to say, 
Once you get educated, you can stand on your own because nobody can take that away from you. Be it a man, be it a woman, it doesn't matter what changes in your life. You know you can be able to stand up and do things differently because it becomes your certificate, your marriage certificate, your all sorts of certificate mm. if you've uh, you've been able to, to, to get educated. So that still continues to be important. But with us... We, we face a whole lot of challenges, challenges of crowded classes, mm. challenges of being... It still exists in certain schools today. Yeah, it still does exist in certain schools. Uh, um, I mean, we, we still have, sadly, we still have children that study under trees. We experienced it that time, which is 38 years ago. And sadly, we still experience that. And one can only hope that we will continue and and do the best and contribute the best way we can, particularly us that faced that to say it should not happen Mm. to our children and our children's children, Mm. particularly officials that have responsibilities. One would hope that when people wake up and go to work and they know that they are there to serve, that they think about what is important. The bigger picture. The bigger picture. It's always about the bigger picture. And uh, we know that the youth of 76 revolted against uh, uh, boundary education policies and many holes are often poked in our current education system. For instance, you'd find graduates who are ill-prepared for, um, for, for, for the job market. What role can the youth of today play, obviously without being disruptive, but what role can they play in ensuring that whatever education that they receive is actually raised that the level of the bar is raised somewhat because in 76 you did it so what can they do today without being uh, disruptive i'm not advocating Mm, for that mm, at all mm. i i think the key is first and foremost for those that are ahead if i'm a third year student or a second year student it becomes my responsibility to lift the other one and much as we, th- we, we, our responsibility was to make sure that we fight for a better education for all, I honestly believe that in South Africa we have this tendency of think of thinking of the millions all the time, but the issue of being able to change one person's life is very important. If I'm a third year student or a second year student, and I know that there's another student that's struggling in one way or or the other, it becomes my responsibility to make sure that I mentor, I coach in whatever subject or or, or subject, the content that I understand better than somebody else. But also for me as a student that doesn't have the know-how, it becomes my responsibility to look for people that know better than I do because I can't say, well, the university doesn't provide me or my parents cannot provide me. The kids of today are actually very lucky because there is technology. Mm. I know that the argument will be not everybody has got access to data, not everybody has access to the technology, but you can go to the library. You always, I mean, I remember when I was a young woman, I was working in the underground movement uh, and our commander at the the time, Achi Abrahams, used to say to us, Maburu Harubaali, you have to make sure that you pass at school and you also have to make sure that you do your work in terms of your underground work. So we didn't have the many choices. So people can't, young, peop, young people can't make excuses and say, I don't have. Even if you don't have, I'm sure you can find access elsewhere, access that we didn't have in the past. And we just need to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Mm. And I know that it's hard. It was harder for us. It is hard. But I'm sure you will find somebody that's 
willing and able to lift as they rise. And those are the kinds of people that one needs to continue to look for. And do you think young people today recognize uh, their role in that and their responsibility in lifting as they rise? I think some do. I mean, the other day I went to a, a meeting of the alumni of UJ. I was amazed by young people that were to- young leaders that were talking about what they've achieved, what they've done for their communities, the work that they do. They go to poor communities and make sure that they can get other young people excited about school, that you can get to university. It doesn't matter how hard it is. You can have access to education as long as you know where to go, how to go about doing what you need to do. And the key becomes making sure that between your your, your grade 6 and your grade 12, you work as hard as you can. Uh, I mean, I talk to my daughter Buntle, all the time and she says, Mommy, I don't necessarily enjoy reading. I'm like, hmm. it's not a choice. I don't read. I don't enjoy going to work too. But I have to do what I have to do. We all have to do what we have to do. So reading is not a choice. And that's the first thing that becomes important for us to develop that culture of reading because it's very important. Because if you don't read... As, as sometimes there's, there's a joke that goes around where people say you want to hide something for a... Write it down. Yeah, and then write it down and the black person it. won't find it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important. The, the, the only other way for us to liberate our, our souls and liberate our minds is to make sure that we get to that book. I'd like you to tell us how you think we ought to be inculcating that culture of, of not just reading, but the culture of hard work with our young people. It's 20 minutes after 11 and taking your calls on 0891 104 207 SMSs to 34701.